0: Good morning, we've talked the whole night through Good morning, good morning to you Good morning, good morning <coughs> It's great to stay up late Good morning, good, good morning, morning to, to you When the band began to play The stars were shining bright Now the milkman's on his way It's too late to say good night. So good morning Good morning, sunbeams will soon smile through Good morning, good morning to you and you and you and you Good morning, good morning, we've gabbed the whole night through Good morning, good morning to you Nothing could be granted than to be in Louisiana in the the morning. morning In the morning, it's great to stay up late, good morning. Good morning to you. Might be just a zippy if we wasn't Mississippi. When we left the movie show, the future wasn't bright. But came the dawn, the show goes on, and I don't want to say good night. Don't say good morning! Good morning! Rainbows are shining through. good morning! Good morning! Bonjour. Bonjour. días. Good morning. Right Good morning. Right morning.
1: Good morning. want to you. Good morning. I want to, um, welcome all the listeners this morning. Um, we have a couple of morning. to morning. this morning. about uh, morning. journey morning. morning through um coming from nigeria fleeing some violence from nigeria and also experiencing direct provision and then the experience of the hospitality the warm hospitality of the irish people in general it's more about the um the uh how difficult i suppose the process and uh uh, within the justice system and how that is making things a lot more difficult, a lot more difficult than it should be uh, about people who are trying to uh, seek asylum in in this country and gain refugee status. And it's something I think we need to explore more as a, as a community because people have uh, prejudged notions. Not, some people have jobs notions, maybe it's just the lack of awareness or lack of education around it. Um, so again, uh, it's just a discussion that's that's all it is, is discussion around it um okay so you're very welcome to this, this good morning uh, with Damien Finnern, and uh, don't be afraid to text us in or to whatsapp us in it's zero eight three eight five nine nine seven four eight. i look forward to hearing from me and i hope you enjoy this song hi it's Damien Finnern here in Ballygar i'm going to talk to um somebody who has been over here who has moved to Balagar and i uh, just going to talk about her experience um, and we're just going to have a conversation about uh, about that Okay um, So How um, Just give me a background of um, How you ended up in Baligarh
2: Why say Baligar, or what do you mean?
1: So, um, how did you, um, so from Baligar, how was, what was your journey to Baligar from when you reached Ireland?
2: Oh, thank you. Um, My journey is more, more, if I start to say a lot about it now, we won't leave this place. So let me just cut it short. Um, I came to Highland in 2013. Yeah, because I have problem with the Boko Arab. About kidnapping, about me running. All those things that happens to me back home really make me afraid. So a friend say, I should come around to Highland. So I got to Highland, and things is not as I think, I thought. A friend that I said is going to be my friend, I said, oh, come around. Turn to be the person that is even using me here. Yeah, I won't say much about that because it's so emotional for me. She would ask me to go, go work for her, she would collect the money, she would take me to people, mind their kids, at times, you know, make their hair, do sorts of things, you know, the only thing I didn't allow is the going out with a man, because she wants me to, because as a good Christian, I said no. But I can't do any other thing because you say I'm going to pay a huge amount of money, like fifty thousand. But the problem get on, get on. Then I, I just move. Someone meets me when I'm down, and advised me to go seek asylum. That that the situation that I'm in because the problem was so tough. So, I I have to seek asylum, you know.
1: Uh, And uh, can you tell me the process, Um, just uh, tell me the process around that?
2: Yeah, I don't know anything about asylum before, but it's like I'm running from one place to the other. That makes me too. Just go when when they advise me to go in into heat, I I have I have no option than to go and seek asylum. But when I'm in the process, it's something that turned to nightmare for me. It's really it's like from frying pan to fire. Though I have roof over my head but there's a lot of things that i encounter in there you know a lot of things i uh, uh, that makes me to feel uh, depressed start to use high blood pressure medication because of all what i Encounter inside there. A lot happens, you know. I seek asylum. I was taken to the Ash Hall. When I get to the Ash Hall in Dublin, they asked me to we do some some things. I do like processing my uh, my card and stay and everything. So later on, like. Um, three months after i have to move to Baleonis in, in, in at in old Convert so i moved there of which i i have a lot of problem that is worrying me the person that um that's bring me is also the one that brought my daughter here so my daughter too is somewhere else of which <sighs> A lot of a lot of which I can't even know where she is at that moment, and everything was just up and down for me. I have three kids back home, three sons back home in Nigeria. Then, um, everything was so tough for me, and then I keep on the process. Actually, at first, I thought. It will be maybe is a, a quick something that I will just go to seek asylum and they will help me and get into, um, um, uh, to get where I will stay, like rescue me, that's what I thought.
1: And exactly, um, just um, uh, if you can gauge the time, how long did the process, and, um, process? go on from when you initially seeked asylum to when you got got accepted and got to become an Irish citizen. Uh, Was that one month, six months, eight months?
2: That is when I'm um, five years, four months. That's when I got my state
1: jobs. So you were waiting for five years. For
2: five years.
1: And what was the, um, what was the conditions, that that you had to, that you had to, um, you had to uh, um, encounter for the five years and four months?
2: Yeah, the encounter is moving from one place to the other, in which I don't know. Uh, if, as I'm in one place already like as I am in Dublin making my stand maybe I will I can live on in actual, but they moved me to Baleones they gave me letter in one in one day in a day they said tomorrow I have to move. That's no problem anyways but um I have to forget all the friends that I have there, I have m- to move. Suppose it's uh, like giving me a, a notification of maybe a week. I would have gathered myself before I move. But it's, it's, they say, next morning, I receive letter today like, next morning, tomorrow, you are going to move to Baliones. That's really shaped me in a bit. Of which I don't know that that's how it's going to be. Well, it's good. Maybe when uh, I move there, I will be fine, and, and when I move there, I have to live with people. Like staying with three ladies, and uh, two ladies again. The first place they put us is, I'm living with uh, three people also there, you know. One of the ladies that, in actual, one of the ladies is, is, um, is not well. Don't let me say she's not well. Let me use that uh, she. Don't let me use bad words now. I don't know what to put in that. She's not yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I, I can. Um, I understand. Maybe she has um, psychological issues.
2: Yes, issue. So we stay together. Like I still adapt, and, but it's not easy at all. It's, it's, are, it's
1: difficult it's to. It's very
2: uh, difficult. Okay. Living with it. Uh, uh, Two, we three, we lady in a room, it's not easy, using only one bedroom, and then, so I, I, I so cope with the, that, the, when yeah. I'm in Bali, too, two, we, we like, eight of us in, in a, in an apartment, like, um, three room, three room apartment, eight of us in there, so, we, I still manage until, I moved to Galway again. I stay with my daughter, you know. But it's still difficult for me. What I see in it is um, the, the difficult part of it is that where I don't know anybody, and then I can't work at that time. My people at home, they are back home, my children, you know, everything. It's shaking me then. But nobody know, And I keep calling my solicitor. Um, how is it going to be? They say they, they don't know now that I can't do uh, any interview. But my first interview, I don't know that because they asked me, did you need, my English is not as good as this. I, I still think that my English is not so good now. But I thank God that is better than the one that I have before I come to Ireland, I came to Ireland, because I I think I don't even know any English, at times when I'm Irish speak, I will not know what they're saying, I'll say can you repeat again. So they now ask me, do you need a translator? I say yes, because I don't know what I'm going to face there. When I get for my interview, what's really pain me most is the interviewer that they got for me. The interviewer is not doing a correct job for me. Okay. When I say a bush, palm tree, it it will tell them that it's a tree. Mm. They tell my um, interviewer that a big tree. Then I started telling my interviewer I didn't say a big tree I say palm tree mm. I did I say palm and um, the, 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 the palm leaf I did not yeah. say tree yes. so yeah. we started yeah. arguing yeah. you know on um, that because of that arguing the, the what my um inter, uh, interviewer anything my, that my interviewer said and anything I said. The interpreter will turn it
1: upside down. Yeah. That everything just went so fast. So, right. So, so uh, just to recap, so um, <laughs> it was, you know, you, you came from a very difficult um, situation to get here. Yeah. Um, and it, that took a lot of courage. Then, when you arrived here, it was under the. Um, you arrived here under um, more difficult circumstances because there was people there that manipulated you and uh, wanted to manipulate you more so you 've taken a lot of courage to um, to move away from that. Your daughter was also here at the time, and um, one of the major th- or some of the major things I suppose with the system or with the asylum seeker system from what i 'm hearing from you is that you get moved around quite a lot and um, you have to stay in facilities and circumstances that are not very um, yes. not very good. And also, when you're being interviewed, the interpreters, they seem to be against you and not supportive, support yes. you. Yes. And do you think, um, I'm just going to kind of move, on, not move on a little bit, but uh, do you think this is the same process? So say, for example, if somebody was coming from Afghanistan, Okay fleeing fleeing some trouble or uh, wherever do you think the system would be the same or is the same or but they have a similar experience do you think
2: yeah, I think they will have more than the one I have because you know me, I can speak English, did you understand in a beat, and I can hear what my uh, the um, um, the interviewer was saying in a beat, you understand. What about the people that don't hear anything and is what the interpreter tell the interviewer? Do you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I totally understand what you mean. Mm-hmm. So, so they're on a, they're on a... There's a, a problem. Yeah, 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 there is a problem. Yeah, they're, they're mm-hmm. on the back foot.
2: Yeah. They are more, more in a, in a problem than even my home that I heard more, more in a bit of mm-hmm. English.
1: So, so um,
2: and as... that make uh, them the credibility, yeah, the credibility gets low. And when I I came to Ireland, as me in our in Nigeria, you don't look at people's face. Yeah, that's a sign of disrespect. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's later that I know of all this that when you're talking to an interviewer, you look right in their in their face yeah, yeah if you don't look at them right in the face that means you are lying so <laughs> most of this I me mean, i don't look at the interviewer. i was looking down looking elsewhere you know yeah because of the respect yeah, yeah, I yeah. have for for yeah. elder, yeah. not elder now for someone that is higher than I
1: know, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: so, yeah,
1: yeah. So I that, know, th- I that's know. That's one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah a cultural thing. Um, yeah. Also, um, I'm going to put a question to you now. Um, okay. So, and again, this is uh, it's. Uh, informal question, and it's a question, I suppose, that we're going to uh, think outside the box a little bit with it. Okay. Um, so if, for example, you were the Minister of Justice, and you had a brief over um, asylum, and um, people coming to Ireland to seek asylum, uh, what would you change, or what would you do, or how would you change the system?
2: Thank you. Um, if I should be I will change the system not to be long time that people should not be in the system for long because for people to be in the system for long time is really depressing depressing changing as uh, uh, people's mind character you know if you have good character if you are in asylum that asylum can make you change your attitude because the hunger the more you stay there the more you you turn hungry person you understand so the more some people stay in there the more they depress and then there's something that they did that I don't really like that. If I am the person that is in charge of that, that I will change, is they allow, after too much pressure, shouting here and there, you know, they allow people to walk. But the people that are new are the one working. The people that are there, for a year, two years, three years, four years, five years, fifteen years, they are not working. I fall into that fitting. I can't walk you know, I can't walk. And that is I can only go for, for volunteer. And that is really affecting me too much. I can't even say I want to go for driving license. I can't even say I want to go for, um, uh, for open an account because of the system. So if they allow people to do some things like let them work if, if they have opportunity of working, you understand, it's really good. You understand what I'm
1: saying. I understand yeah. what you're saying. I Don't think. Don't
2: let people stay in there for. I long think. Time. Uh,
1: yeah. I think there is something there around dignity, yeah. and um, you know a person's right to work and a person's um, uh, you know livelihood, and uh, you know moving away from, um, I suppose, some of the issues to move away from uh, uh, mental health issues because um, and depression, as you're saying, because if they're out and they're working and if they can. Open a bank account, or have a driver's license, or whatever the case may be. Um, you know that would um, that would create um, more of a more of a space uh, around dignity, and I, I think it's important that we're having these conversations and these conversations because this has to be the way that um, things move. Um, and by having these conversations, and you know, being on being on the air uh, in this interview will be recorded and hopefully it'll, it'll, it'll move not just from our local community, community radio station, but maybe it could be heard somewhere um, more nationally as well because, um, you know, these are real issues. They're very, very important and they have a huge impact on people's lives because uh, we're talking to this lady here, uh, or I'm talking to this lady here um, uh, in Ballygar in the local coffee shop here in Ballygar She's... Um, uh, now living in Balaguer, in she's been um, living in Balaguer since December. Um, uh, really nice to have um, new diversity in part of the community, um, new people in schools, uh, things like that. But um, we haven't really spoke that much about young people and um, yes. yeah. you can imagine you know, what young people are going through that have to go through these processes. Yeah. Um, especially at a young age, when they're, uh, when they, you know, want their dignity, want to get a driving license, and you know, if that is, um, if, if if that is take, if that is take, 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 taken, taken away from, from them, um, you know, and uh, there is, you, you, I can talk here for for hours about um, the the government's attitude towards this. And how they would uh, come up with five hundred different excuses around the um around the process, and it has to take this long and we have to go through all these checks, and we have to put mm-hmm. a lot of it is nonsense if you know six months should get somebody through uh, through uh, through checks and mm-hmm. and boundaries um um you know uh, that's i might think as Paige was saying there on on um on you Know on character and you know, do a background check. I know most jobs you do here, you do a guard clearance. Um, okay, I feel now I'm talking too much, you so so uh, so yeah, because uh, Paige was the one with the life experience.
2: Yeah, I'm a caregiver and I'm happy to be one because that's what I love most. Love doing, you know, caring for elderly people. Is, is what I love making people happy that is me you know so that's why I choose to be a caregiver so as a caregiver now I'm in Baliga, and there's so some work outside Baliga that I can go because I, I don't have vehicle I am NOT I'm not yet trained as a, as a good driver I can't go far and then so the work I have limits. I, I can only work six hours per week. So oh, that's really so of which when if I am um, as I as the time I'm in uh, uh, the system. For five years if i have the opportunity to get the driving license done i will have done it and be okay with what i need to do to move forward by now i will have been working for like more than six people and making them be okay you know yeah but I can't do that yeah. now. and
1: also as well I suppose um, you know there's people saying we're crying out for carers and we're crying out for all these different people i'm sure there's people coming here to this country seeking asylum that have, um, that have phds that have masters that are highly qualified um, yeah. would, would that be true
2: yeah that's really true you are not, you are not you're saying it in reality yeah uh, a profession, A professional people. But immediately you get to uh, asylum, all those things is gone because you can't proceed on what you are doing as at back home. All the certificates is nothing, so you have to start all over again. That the person, everybody have to start all over again, and it's really really painful. There is um. There's um, uh, something that came up as a, a university, sanctuary, sanctuary, University yeah, of yeah. Sanctuary. Sa- yeah, yes.
1: sanctuary in Galway. It's, it's part of NUIG.
2: NUIG. It's, it's happening, you know, now, maybe to get people to go to school again, to get themselves back. But it's not easy. To drop what you have learned for seven years and start again with another thing because that one is not even useful here in Ireland, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I understand what you mean. That, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think this is this is um, you know uh, something that uh, as a society we're missing. We're missing the skill sets that people are bringing here, and the um, That type of stuff. Okay, I'm going to move on a little bit now to talk to Paige about um, settling in Ballygar and also her son is just starting in Colostuaire in Ballygar and just talking about that experience. Second, hmm. you become um, dependent on them, and therefore also you become conditioned into a way of life that um, the something else. It's normal. That was a very insightful interview there we got um, yesterday in uh, Ballygar um, about a local person that has well, she's local now um, that she's moved into Ballygar. Um, very insightful um, interview about the difficulties that that is occurring at the moment. And has been occurring for years and years and years w- within the justice system. And hopefully, by some people listening to this, you can empathise more with uh, some of the some of the problems and the issues that are going on for people that are that are coming to this country. I know there's a lot of uh, bad press out there. I know, for example, with Boris Johnson, Donald Trump, and also um, you know some of the some of them policies are 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 still been banded around in the media and st- some of them policies are still um, uh, some of them attitudes and stereotypes and behaviors which is you know it's um, they're uh, inclined to say, "Oh, them people just come over here, and they want to, uh, they want to get everything free, and uh, they they don't want to work and things like that." But obviously, from the interview, it's, things are very, very different. They're very different, and uh, I think we should appreciate more um, where people come from and uh, you know their struggle, their struggle when they get to Ireland. Uh, Irish people for years and years went to travel abroad to other countries. They were very lucky uh, that people accepted the men. And again, I think it's important to, to, to remember um, from what uh, Paige was saying is that, you know, Irish people and the hospitality of Irish people has been great to her. She's, she's, she's found the, the experience with Irish people uh, amazing it's more of the institutions and the structures within the institutions that lead to all that negative mental health and um, yeah so uh, that's something to uh think about just again it's discussions this show is all about discussions it's about just getting the information out there and having having a talk once again it's community-based radio station so we can talk about these issues we can we can um explore these 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 um societal Problems, the pros and cons, and um, also create uh, some some sort of uh, critical uh, critical thinking around that. Um, okay, so we're going to take an ad break now. Okay, um, that's some of the ad breaks. I'm going to um, introduce the second interview, or follow up from from that uh, interview that we had um, earlier on. It's just this is more about the experience now that Pedro has that she has moved um to or that her son has eventually come to ireland and it's been processed he's 15 years old he's going to the local school in um in ballygar introducing him to the gaelic football team hopefully he's going to start thursday night with us um uh, tonight with us and um so we'll uh we'll take it from there but just around the process of the uh the her son coming to Ballygar and um, all around that, and they, they experienced the positive experience. So I'm just going to introduce that interview. Um, this is myself back again. Uh, we're just going to have another little chat and it's about, um, Um, Peju's experience in, in Baligar and also um, the, her experience of her kids coming over to Nigeria um, obviously she fled Nigeria and she one of the the, well, the most important thing was that she got her uh, kids close to her they were her uh, major concerns so she's been fighting fighting very hard to get all her kids around her um there's been some success and also there's been some not so much success that's 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 been very difficult. Um so I just want you to talk briefly about your um your two boys in the process um there with the the um, solicitors and also are the um you know, the lawyers and the paperwork and the red tape and
2: yeah. Um, concern, uh, I got um, my youngest son in in August. Oh, glory be to God! But the, the other two boys, because there are three three boys, the other two boys cannot come in because they turn hard out. Yeah, one is twenty, and the other one is twenty two so it's really difficult for me with the solicitor and then how everything is going i'm not uh, so happy how it is but i'm trying my best um to get everything sorted like to make them to come around to so that they too will um, Move closer to me. Yeah.
1: Um, so, from your experience, Pedro, um, from what I was hearing of what we were talking about, is that the um, the um, civil service system or the the lawyers and uh, whoever else is involved I don't like using the word lawyers or or solicitors, but the people that are responsible for processing um, uh, young people who have a parent uh, abroad uh, that is a refugee, there's rights there, there's human rights there that needs to be fulfilled. But from what I hear is that um, there was, uh, you know, phone calls are not being returned, uh, cases cases are being left on shelves, um, processes are being delayed once again on the... Um, Administration side of things, and uh, a lot of inefficient work that's been that's been happening. Uh, so I just want to, um, uh, I suppose, this is Pedro's story. This is the reality. This is a human story, and uh, I just want her experience on that.
2: Yeah, oh, my own experience on that is by calling. My solicitor calling, they will say they're going to get back to me. They, they're going to get back to me, but they won't call back. I only speak with the receptionist. Even if I email them, difficulty they won't reply my email. So I was just wondering what's going on. They, it was when um, I called two weeks ago that uh, what's going to happen about my two boys that we, they call me here and then and, 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 um, they said they are going to call me back that is very busy now but it's not up to two minutes a lady called me that um, I have to it's not a solicitor that is going to Deal with that. That I've already finished with them. Like is uh, I'm going to book in, put in for another uh, uh, another five for the for my kids, of which I've been waiting since um is it November on this. I just wonder why can't they tell me since November. That's oh I have to put in for for them again, I have to put in that I have to pay. If I have to pay, fine, I have to pay because I'm a refugee, I have to pay 500 each for the kids and, and some amount again that make everything be a thousand, three something something. I said, fine, I would have go to the credit union and just beg to borrow money from credit union and just pay what they want, instead of them postponing me, not picking my call, not calling me, not returning my email since November till now. And then um, it's going to be a year that I got my paper, What? That really make me sick. That I don't even know how to go about it. Is it's, yeah. it's not
1: easy. For no, 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 no. It's very difficult. And uh, I suppose it's to be aware that that um, that is the, um, the the you know the difficulty that refugees are facing. That you know uh, uh, people are facing. Um, not alone is direct provision so difficult, but also when the, when people are trying to get their when uh, refugees trying to get their kids over here, um, to for a new life and for like Irish people for years and years they travelled to to America for a new life and the immigrated, you know the diaspora of Ireland was was a great thing and Irish people were welcomed and here we are now our country and um, we're making things so difficult for people to start a new life, so this lady wants to start a new life with her family, and it seems to be that, that uh, the powers to be, the government, who you know, whether it's civil service, whether it's, you know, are making things very, very difficult, um, and this is similar, I suppose, to, you know, Boris Johnson's um, attitude in, in the UK as well, and, and Trump, um, you know some of the some of the attitudes with the border and Trump as well. So this seems to be an international issue. Um, I would think it's a far right issue, um, possibly. But anyway,s that's 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 not what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a local, a local issue um, in Ballygar. So um, now I suppose I just want to talk a little bit about Michael. So Michael got here two weeks ago. Is that right?
2: N- yeah, in, in August, that is going to be August 12th, that's a month ago, yeah, she is here because he's underage, so I go through the process for seven months, and then everything is okay now, he's with me here, and then he has started schooling in uh, St. Mary. Mm-hmm. Marie in Baliga here. So that's it. He's trying his best to get fit in. He's the only uh, black here. So I know it's difficult for him. At times he will say, Oh, I'm not going to school today. I say, No, you are going, you're going because I say why? He say, Oh, people look at me, but I, I told him, don't see it as anything, people can look at you, just be, yeah, just say hi or hello, anytime anybody look at you. I try to find, uh, uh, go to the community uh, center to find him where he can join soccer or uh, uh, football, I don't, uh, any, um, anything that he can do to be. Uh, good for the society. That's what I want. So that's what I'm getting for him. I got him football and motorcycle because he like uh, cycling. Yeah, and then I try to uh, talk to them, and they said they are going to get me. Uh, uh, who will? Who can help him? In yeah.
1: And yeah, um, they were in the Family Resource Centre here in Ballygar, Bernie Kelly. Um, yeah. put, uh, Um, uh, I'm a youth worker myself, as you probably know at this stage, a youth work background. So I've worked with diverse communities in uh, Dublin and Galway and different areas. Uh, so I'm going to do some, um, some, some work with Michael just around integration and inclusion in the local community here. I was hoping to. Uh, that he'd play Harlan. He's under sixteen, but Harlan might be a bit difficult. <laughs> so, um, we're definitely into the uh, soccer um, up in Shivan Rovers, um, and also the rugby club in Craig's. And we have the two the Gaelic football team here, Saint Brendan's, and we have Balliga Harlan Club. Uh, but it's not just sports. There's a lot of different activities. We used to have a, a youth club here, Froega Youth Club here. So, hopefully, we might start that up again. And um, yeah, I'll link in with the school as well, just to see how uh, how everything is going. Um, okay, um, so we've covered a lot of issues tonight, a lot of things tonight.
2: Yeah, and there are people around the Baligar, they are very, very good people. They are very good, they are, I don't know how to, they are friendly, you know, as my work, as a caregiver, all the people I met are very, very good people. That's why I'm happy, and then all my time have been in Ireland here. All the people I met are very good. They are very kind. They are, they, they welcome me. I don't know. One of my friends said maybe because you are good. That's why. I say okay. Maybe it's good to be good, so that you will re- in return you get good things. Yeah. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. So. Oh, that's great and um, it's great to see diversity in the community as well um, ourselves um, so that is something that uh, we really appreciate as well is uh, new people coming to the community as a lot of our listeners do also as well I know in Balladrine um, they had a, a lot of new people coming to the community I know there's a, a guy in Ballyhonis that has done a lot of really good work um, uh, Mikel was talking about him the last day when she mentioned him to me uh, he's doing a lot of stuff around Gaelic football as well I think um, but I have to follow up on that I am going to sign off now I want to thank Peju very much for her time and energy and effort and uh, we will maybe talk again sometime but um, yeah thanks very much for listening to Good Morning Ruscommon with uh, Damien Finnern on Ross FM, and um, thank you. Bye bye. Thanks again for that insightful information. Uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to finish it off with um, a song and also um, a little bit of the last interview that that was was paid you. Uh, also, can you WhatsApp is in on 083-8599-748 that would be great. Um, so I'm going to play one more song, and uh, that'll play me out again. Thanks, uh, Pedro, for for all your insightful, uh, insightful information. I know Pedro has asked me to play a song by Dolly Parton, "Silver and Gold." I couldn't get my hands on it, um, so I will play it next week for you. I'll get it organized for you next week. Okay. So um I'm going to play two or three songs just to play me out. Uh, thanks for listening once again, it's Damien Fenner. Good morning, Roscommon. Nine to ten every Thursday, um, which asking the hard questions about uh, how um, the media influences people's uh, way of thinking, how you know the justice system works, how you know we form our attitudes and behaviours. Uh, a lot of information podcast is up from last week. If anyone wants to listen to it, I spoke to a lecturer from NUIG, Michael. And also, there's going to be other stories similar to this on each week, uh, looking at pe- minority groups in the community, just trying to give everyone a voice. Uh, that's why, you know, having a community-based radio station is excellent. OK, thank you. Um, so... I just want to talk about, as it's a radio show, um, we'll be playing some different songs. So I just want to talk to you about the music you like and uh, also a little bit around why you, why you like um, certain music.
2: Oh. <laughs> um the music I like is, um, is from uh, a legend called Dolly Patton. You know, listening to her music make me cool my brain. Even even as when I'm in uh, in the indirect provision, when I'm having issue like that want to shake me, when I put Dolly pattern it cool me down. It calmed me down, and most especially uh, a, a song that is um, Silver and Gold. Oh. Uh, or a mountain home, you know all those one really calm me down. Yeah, that's that's my music, and then a, a Christian music too. Yeah.
1: Okay, uh, so you're um, you have a Christian background. Is that is that right? Do you yes. want to talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm a I'm a Christian. Yeah, back home I'm a prophetess. You know, they call me prophetess and uh, me, like, you know. Uh, and then when I come to Highland, everything is different from Nigeria, you know. I have to look for where to just worship and call upon the Lord. So I, I attend the Catholic church. So that's good also. And then I, I pray in the house. And I pray listening to online uh, program, you know, as in like um, uh, my country uh, prayer online and the music too, uh, gospel music. So I'm a. Let me say, I'm a good Christian. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, um, that's great. Thanks very much for that, Pedro. And sure we're going to have to play some gospel music and Dolly Parton and some, some stuff like that on the radio. Okay, this is me signing you. out.
2: Thank you so much. Thank
0: you. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning, good morning to you. When the band began to play, the stars were shining bright. Now the milkman's on his way. It's too late to say good night. So, good morning. Good morning, sunbeams will soon smile through Good morning, good morning to you and you and you and you Good morning, good morning, we've gabbed the whole night through Good morning, good morning to you Nothing could be granted than to be in Louisiana in the morning In the morning, morning, it's great Stay up late, good morning Good morning to Might you Might be just as zippy if we was not Mississippi When we left the movie show The future wasn't bright But came the dawn, the show goes on And I don't want to say goodnight Don't say good morning Good morning Rainbows are are shining good morning. good morning Good morning Bonjour Bonjour Buenos dias Good Good morning! Good morning! Good morning to you!